This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, here we go again, another roller coaster podcast from the Shrimps Trust. Uh, welcome to ShrimpNet. Uh, today we have the usual mix of uh, trust, board and dressing room uh, to look back at the last week at the Mazuma and the coming fixtures. Uh, as usual, Joel from the Trust, um, Charlie Appleyard from the boardroom, myself. And we're joined by uh, two podcast newbies. I was going to call them something else, but I've changed it at the last minute. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, both, uh, we're, we're honoured because we've got two internationals with us. We've got, uh, first of all, Northern Ireland International, uh, and uh, shall we say, am I allowed to say much travelled? Ryan McLaughlin, <laughs> journeyman. Yeah, well, well <laughs> yeah, journeyman will do. Yeah, I'm happy with that. But thank you, Ryan. Uh, and uh, m- m- <laughs> just as well travelled, but mostly in the south. Uh, Johnny Younger, welcome along, you two. Yeah. Good to be here. So. Uh, we always start with, uh, if you like, a look back at the last week's fixtures. We started off at Wimbledon last week, uh, a nil-nil draw, a clean sheet, uh, in what was a, quite an intriguing game, Joel. Yeah, it was quite interesting because I, I wasn't at the game myself on Saturday, but I watched it back the day after. And a lot of reports kind of for people who'd seen the second half when we came under the cosh a little bit and we, we stood a bit of pressure and, you know, it was good that we were able to do that. Kind of, it sounds like you know I could see we were a lot stronger in defence. I think you know signs of the likes of you know Badeau and and Carson have definitely made a bit of an impact. But in that first half, we played some really really nice football. Like there was some really good moves going through the midfield, um, and you know at the end of the day, it didn't quite materialise. Maybe a bit of decision making in the final third, but but that happens sometimes. So yeah, it was some really good encouraging stuff in the first half. In the second half, Wimbledon did manage to get a bit more of the game. I thought, but. That's going to happen sometimes in games as well. And, you know, we, we dug in really well. We defended really well. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're well worthy of our point, I think. Um, Charlie, you were there. Uh, and I know you had uh, about 35 kids with you who made a right racket because I could hear them. Yeah. Um, so, um, it, well worth a point in the end. But like, like as Joel has alluded to, quite a tricky second half. Yeah, I've got two views. I've view behind me in the second half in the, in the, with all the fans, with um, all my uh, son and all his, his mates and all his... Uh, they were singing like mad. They, they were really, 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 really loud. They loved, loud. It. They loved it, didn't they? They loved it. Yeah, they brilliant. Yeah. And Trevor Carson gave his gloves away to so my son's mates at the end, which they were buzzing off as well. Oh. But, um, you know, it was really, really, really... Great stadium for making noise as well, but it's made a corrugated... It's a temporary stand. Everyone was banging on the, uh, the floor and the atmosphere was really, really quite good. But... Um, you know, Ryan, Ryan ran, ran his heart out for 90 minutes and Jonah had, Jonah had some really good, really good, uh, really good runs. That, that, that little kid was terrorising a little girl in Jonah. A little, lad, oh, a little left back. He was, he was, Nippy, yeah. <laughs> he, he was subbed in. He, he, he didn't normally play, I don't think, but he was really, really quite good. Yeah. Jonah, and Cole did, Jonah and Cole did really well. Like I said, Joel had some good chances. But, you know, we probably had taken a point, but it was... Uh, Greg Lee had a really, really good header... Uh, of a corner and could have could have gone another way, but you know the uh, defence held, held solid. It was uh, I think they'd probably taken we uh, on overall that. So if you go back to the uh, obviously the game Ryan and Jonah, the game that we played against Wimbledon at home, uh, that was virtually diametrically 180 degree 180 degrees opposite because that was a goal fest where defences were nowhere near on top. Uh, and yet Saturday, both both sides seem to have tightened up, uh, but defenses were definitely definitely the better of the, uh, the both sides. From your point of view, Ryan, obviously that's your job, so you'd be pleased with that. Yeah, obviously it's it's always nice to to get a clean sheet, and um, I know obviously Trevor really well, Trevor Carson really well from Northern Ireland days and all. I know how good of a goalkeeper he is. Um, we've been obviously fortunate. Enough to, to get him though. I feel like he's a goalkeeper that could definitely play a lot lot higher. He's been unlucky with with an injury the past eighteen months, and um, I feel like 
Um, no, it's, it's a really good signing from the, the gaffer to get him in. He's uh, been brilliant in goal. And then we've obviously got Jacob Badu, who's been very good. Um, shows a lot of composure on the ball. And um, what fills the lads with confidence, you know, obviously the players coming in, Joe giving us um, a helping hand. And um, But it's obviously not just the back four, back five, like the likes of Jonah. Obviously, he does a good job in front of me, the way he positions himself for like defensively. And um, I'm obviously I'm always screaming at him probably for 90 minutes. We probably hate him most of the game, but um, no, it's a big help for us. So it's not just the defense; it's it's down to the whole team. And um, no, it is. It was a some like the gaffer said. I think after like maybe a month ago, we made a loss that, and um, I feel that um, when you're in a relegation battle, I feel like the defense, um, the defensively, the team has to be as solid as we can. And then because obviously we've got the likes of Cole Stockton. Like said, Jonah, etc. Who are very good in attack that we can get goals. So now we're um, we've got a lot of things to be sort of um, positive about going forward. And looking at that game, Jonah, um, as has already been said, we had we we were we had pretty good attacking threat in the first half, um, and obviously had hit the side netting and had yeah. a couple of half chances. And then yourself in the second half had a really good run, and you managed to hit the roof of the stand. I know, I know. First half. We were moving the ball really well. I don't know if you remember it, but we had some unbelievable play. Greg, yeah, Wildig, down the left-hand side, and we're literally a foot away from the ball coming to me. And then I've had the chance in the second half. Got to do better with. We've had penalty, I think, was on Cole, which obviously we're not going to get in a decision. And then <laughs> Greg's header as well. But overall, I think get out of there with a clean sheet and a point was, was a good result. So uh, I was expecting you to sort of laugh it off and say, no, the ball bobbled before I hit it then. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> no. I do better. So. No, you yeah. Jody. You were running up and down that pitch after that little lag so, for like 90 minutes. Mr. I know. <laughs> to be fair, it's a, it's a new role for me this season, playing one of the wide roles. There's a lot more tracking back and a lot more defensive concentration you've got to give to the game, which I enjoy, to be fair, when we get it right. Obviously, Rye's there behind me helping me out, but it's... Uh, it's a it's a harder stint on the right hand side. I like that. I was very dip- diplomatic. That Ryan's behind me, helping me out. <laughs> he is, to be fair, keeping me in the right position. The choice of words sometimes can be better, but then people, <laughs> I mean, that's football <laughs> during games. Everyone's yeah. screaming at yeah. each other, but um, I'm sure he's screaming at me to give him the ball quicker too. So no, it's it's working well. No, I feel like I've got a good partnership with Jonah doing the right. I enjoy it a lot, and. Um, no, I'm enjoying myself here too. So just hopefully we can um, keep them performance defensively up and then we're always going to score goals. So hopefully we'll get a few refereeing decisions our way going forward and then we can push on. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a beautiful segue into the Wigan Athletic game on Tuesday night. <laughs> 5, 000, over 5,300 in at the Mazuma. Great atmosphere. Uh, the Wigan fans didn't really say a right lot until they scored quite near the end when... Uh, as 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 uh, everybody saw, apart from three people dressed in black, uh, Ryan, you got a shove in the back of uh, Mister Humphreys, and uh, and then he uh, he headed it. Did, did it deflect off you? Yeah, I think he headed it into my shoulder, and it just like bounced up, so it, like went like a sort of a loop. But I put a whiplash claim after in the in the <laughs> into the Mizuno Stadium, and um, <laughs> hopefully I found it. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's one of them ones where like. It, it's so frustrating because, you know, obviously we could have had a penalty our, our, our way as well. And it's really frustrating because when you're down there and you're like putting in a, like a, a brilliant performance and um, just little little decisions that end up being massive and uh, end up going against you. And it's happened a few times this season. I know obviously the gaffers said it a few times. We got a few um, letters of apologies. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just frustrating. But we can only con- we we can only uh, deal with what we can control, and um, we just need to keep the positive positivity going into every game. We've obviously got a tough game at Wickham; they're flying high too. Um, but we've went to them away, and we've we've shown we can compete and we can score goals against them. So um, no, it's that's another game that's uh, definitely winnable, and um, we're looking forward to that as well. So to go back to the Wigan game, Joel. Um... It, this is quite a few people stood on the barter card next to me said that was possibly our best 45 minutes of the season and I couldn't really argue with that in the first half. The thing that changed the game was that 
Uh, obviously, them equalising in 45 plus one. And it, it's a completely different half-time talk from both managers, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was such a good performance, especially in that first half. I thought we battled really well in the second half as well. Yeah, and yeah. We, didn't, we didn't deserve to lose the game, really. But, uh, yeah, uh, that, that first half was really good. It's hard for, to kind of really single anybody out from that first half performance because just as a team, it was... Really yeah. good work, hard work off the ball. They weren't having an easy time getting it forward. They didn't really have them. I think they had that good shot that was well saved by Carson. But apart from that, didn't really have much going forward into our final third. As we we had quite a lot of threatening moments. We get the goal, obviously. A uh, little uh, nutmegs from uh, Greg Lee, which was good fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite realise it at the time because I was at the other end of the ground. But on the replay, <laughs> it very well. But uh, yeah, no, we played really well. Some really good, you know, good threat in the final third, moving the ball well up the pitch. Yeah, the, the, the goal in half time is a bit of a killer, but it's football in it. It happens, you've got to regroup, and it's just a bit of a shame that you know we were let down by some questionable refereeing decisions. But I think what's also a bit of a threat as well, if, if we play that well against a lot of other teams in the, in, in the division, we're more likely to win more, more, you know, more games than not. You know, Because at the end, we were playing Wigan, who've got such a good squad, and they're such a good team at the moment. You know, they didn't look that much better than us at any point, really. And I, I have to say, um, it is a fair point that against what you would class as lesser sides, if we put in that sort of, particularly that first 45 minutes, we'd have blown quite a few sides away. But yet again, we've, we've, we've come away. And, uh, and I, I touched on it in the preamble before we, we went live that uh, both, you know, Jonah put a shift in and looked disappointed to get subbed. Uh, and Ryan, you looked absolutely crestfallen at the final whistle because all, all, all 13, 14 who were involved on the night put a real shift in and you must have felt like, well, what do we have to do? Yeah, yeah it, it, it is frustrating. It's like, I know obviously when you sort of look back at it, when you're sort of not as, um, like when obviously you're a bit more emotional after a game and you're not as emotional and you look back at it and you can look at the positives a bit more, but at the time you're just so frustrated because of obviously the things that have went on. But um, I think with our performance against Doncaster coming back and then obviously Spurs and then Wimbledon, like there's a lot of positivity um, around the squad and that's that gives you confidence going into the likes of Wigan where I know they say that like obviously they're big hitters in that um, in the league, they've got a big budget in that, but it, like you're able to compete with any team in this league and you should never feel like you can't. And um, I feel like we've shown that we can. Like, I wasn't there, obviously, when we beat the likes of Sheffield Wednesday at the start of the season. But, um, like, we've had good results and every game you should be going into to, to win it and that's it. Like, and I feel like the team now are confident that we can and I feel like the last four games have shown that. Yeah, you're right. And to come to you, Jonah, um Obviously, second half, we battled hard. They had about 10 minutes just before the goal where they were really pressing hard. They were chasing second balls, getting lots of crosses in. But the second half, you look at, you look at the chances we created. You created one where you cut inside the fullback nicely. Whether, whether it was deliberate or not, you can tell me. But, uh, and the keeper reacted well and, and, and smothered your effort. And then Cole hit the post. And you've got to be thinking, at that point, you're thinking, we can go on to win this, surely. Yeah, first half, I thought, we're all over them. Like they were playing, they had a lot of the ball, but all in areas that we were happy with them having it, controlling them. And when we set the press, we went uh, kicking out of play, giving it back to us. Like felt like we had ownership of the game. The goals, the goals, a bit of a sucker punch straight on, straight on half time. But we came out, I think, for ten fifteen. We give it a give it a good go. We had my chance. Cole had. One from the angle, and then the one where he's hit the post. You're thinking, right? We need one of these to go in sooner or later because we know they're going to have a spell at some point. And they did end up having a spell, which we weathered for the most part. And then obviously they've had the foul on Ryan, and then it's bounced up off them and gone in. It's just sickening after you've been in control for so long. And I'll, I'll go back to it. You you did look quite despondent. At getting, I mean, you look knackered, but you look despondent getting subbed. What was going through your mind there? Yeah, I mean, never really want to come off the pitch, you know, especially at 1-1 when it's still all to play for. You want to stay on. You want to be the one as a forward. You want to be the one who scores or, or has an input for winning the game. So, disappointed to come off in any game. And uh, Charlie, 
um, you were watching the game. You've got to be uh, you've got to be disappointed with that because I, I mean, every, every, even the Wigan lads I was talking to afterwards said we deserved a point. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm just thinking about all the uh, away games we've been. You know, Joe, Joe, think about Portsmouth and yeah. Oxford and all these games we've played so well. We, we, seem to, we, can, we can definitely do it with a solid defence. We've just got to try and how many, how many got to win, Joel? Seven or eight or six? We must have worked it out, Sato. It must be six or seven or eight, mustn't it? Yeah, probably. Surely playing like that. And like, mm. you know, when you beat Wickham, Jones scored a great goal against Wickham as well. You know, yeah. um, surely we can win, play with that, and we can win seven or eight games. Surely we can. And I think everyone should be confident about that. And not, I know it's about not getting too, not getting too despondent. I'm, I'm not only positive about stuff, but no, no, you know, no. We, 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 we've got it in us. We're going to. They win their games in hand. They're flat. They're, they're, they're way, way ahead of top of the league. They yeah. win their games in hand. We, 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 we deserve to beat them. Well, like I, 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 I know that I know. Obviously, a lot. Of, I've played in League One for years, and I know all the players in League One. And I feel like we've got just as better players in our squad. And um, like I wouldn't just injuries, yeah. you know, you know, so many injuries from Jonah to John Abeka again, and Phillips, and you know, yeah. so we're all coming back together now. So I. I know, we did, I know we didn't get a point, but I, I, I feel really good about it and hopefully we can keep going. And, uh, you know, I love, I love the way Ryan gets so upset every, when we lose a game. You know, uh, it shows he really cares. You know, that, that's what people who want to walk in football club, right? Yeah. People, yeah. people who walk to the pitch not caring, people who walk to the pitch. Yeah. I know, no, it, it's, it is, it's frustrating. But like you said, like the good performances we've put in, Usually over the season, they even themselves out. If we can keep doing that, or a bit of luck will drop our way and we'll end up getting them results. And it's just about staying positive and staying confident that that will happen because it's inevitable, I feel. And hopefully, um, as long as we keep doing the same things that we've been doing recently, um, it's, all, it's all to come. I think there's a lot to be said for um, that. You're right, the luck will drop for us. There's been so many decisions which have been borderline decisions which have gone against us. But um, so according to the laws of football, they even themselves out over a season. So we're probably going to get six penalties against Wickham. So uh, start practicing. It's got to come good at some point. But the, the, the other point that I always make is that even even teams down the bottom have have four or five games a season where everything they hit just goes in. And would you one of them? Surely, you know, by the look of the draw. Yeah. No, still, still a lot of games to play. Twenty games left. Like it's, it's still a lot to be positive about. And I think when it clicks, I think defense is clicking now. We're looking a lot more solid. We don't feel like anyone's cutting us open. Um, I still think it's yet to click up front. Obviously, Cole's popping them in, but in terms of the other boys, including myself, chipping in, I think it's yet to click. But when it does, I think that's when we'll we'll stick our little run together. So are you are you sort of expecting? Are you putting pressure on yourself, or are you just thinking? Um, I can't, I mean, you hit an absolute worldie at, at Wickham, as Charlie said, uh, mm. and you know you, you've obviously got a shot on you. But at the moment, every, everything we're hitting seems to be keepers making worldie saves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So are, are you thinking from right? I'm gonna. It's gonna happen for me from now to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Now I put a lot of pressure on myself to score. I want to score in every game, and um, I'm nowhere near my targets for the season that I started with. So. I'm going to be putting it all in to get to my targets by the end of the season. Well, I hope you hit them because if you do, we'll stay up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'll I'll, I'll uh, we'll move on now, and I'll I'll speak to both of you now individually, uh, and I really want to concentrate on uh, you, you've had you've had quite shall we say similar careers in the fact that you've both had <laughs> as uh, Ryan so put it as a, a journeyman, and it's not that's not. That's not to say uh, that you've had bad careers, but you've had varied careers. But the one thing that ties you both together is that you've both made international appearances for your country. Ryan, you've been on the international scene for coming up ten years now. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been I've been in around the Northern Ireland setup for quite a while. Um, I was obviously part of the the squad that ended up qualifying for the Euros as well, and um, I was in that squad along with my brother, and we played a a few games together which has been good also for our country so um that's always a good family moments he was playing on the he's playing it right back i was playing right wing in front of him so we're just helping each other out <laughs> but um that was good and then um, 
obviously, you know, my career, obviously, it started at, at Liverpool and then I played, played most, to be honest, I played up near enough on my career in League One, played about nine, ten games in the championship. But apart from that, like, I feel like League One's, League One's getting better every year, you know. Um, I feel like we, and we obviously, we've, we've got a very good enough squad to compete in that, which is, which is obviously one of the main reasons why I wanted to come here to Morecambe. But, um, yeah, I'm just delighted to be here as well, and yeah, hopefully we can we can go to a championship next season. We we'll stay up this season, go to champ next season. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was um, I thought it was uh, it was quite quite prescient because when we signed you, we signed you, and then almost immediately you got back in the Northern Ireland squad. So I was thinking, well, the gaffer's obviously got a hotline here, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I obviously didn't have a pre-season, so I got into the team quite quicker than what I thought I was going to because it probably wasn't up to my fit, fitness levels, wasn't up to obviously the rest of the lads and um ended up playing the first few for um the first few games within the first month I was there and then the Northern Ireland manager obviously thought it done well enough to get into the squads. Um and obviously he has a good relationship with our with with our manager at Morecambe. Um and so yeah that was that was obviously always a good experience getting called up. But um, obviously my main focus is always on on Morecambe at the minute, and um, it's obviously good. Obviously the added bonus of getting called up for your country. Um, but obviously we're we're fighting relegation. That's that's obviously our main focus in the in the dressing room. Yeah, that's our bread and butter, isn't it? Because obviously that's why you're here. So yeah. So Jonah, um, a Kenyan international. Uh, obviously your mum and dad, I believe, are both Kenyan, but you were born in England. Uh, that's that's got to be a great honour being picked for Kenya, hasn't it? Yeah, no, it's just just my dad's from Kenya, my mum's oh. English. Oh. But yeah, no, the first time I got called up, I'm yet to actually make an appearance. So both times I've been out there, there's been something come up. So the first time I went out without a Kenyan passport, which they said they'd arrange whilst I was there. And my dad was like telling me there's no chance, there's no chance they're going to get it through whilst you're out there. Went out there, was out there for 10 days, going back and forward, trying to sort out the documents, came back without making an appearance and then didn't get the passport for another six months. And then the second time I went out, we were due to play Sierra Leone in the AFCON qualifier. And as I was flying out, Sierra Leone had some sort of I can't remember what it was for, Some something going on with their FA, which meant they couldn't compete. So the camp got cancelled. So I landed, obviously had all the messages come through on my phone and then ended up training with the 23s for a few days. And then my dad and everyone had flown over to watch me make my debut. So they came over for a couple of days and then I ended up having to go back. And uh, I've not been back since, but I've got my passport now. And obviously I'm at a club. <laughs> I'm at a club with an international break, so I can afford to go at the moment. So, well, fingers but, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. So the same as the same as Ryan. Um, obviously, uh, 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 a glittering, shall we say, glittering non non-league career, particularly in uh, conference uh, conference South and yeah. uh, conference. But you, you ended up at Bristol Rovers last year, and your stats were fantastic. But um, obviously. Uh, your partner in crime uh, up front at Bristol Rovers has, has gone on to good things and you've landed, obviously, at Morecambe on a, on a two-year deal. So you must have been doing something, right? Yeah, no, last season was a weird one. Obviously, we went through a few managers. I arrived, I arrived and got signed by one manager who was there for the first couple of months of the season. Then we had interim another manager, interim, and then another manager towards the end of the season. So there was no consistency of anything. So it was a bit of a weird season, different formations, tactics, everything. It was a bit of a weird one last season, but that was my first season in the league, League One. So it was just about putting in good performances for myself. And I managed to catch the attention of uh, Robbo and get myself up here. So we we played as a an out and out centre forward then. Yeah, last season was was centre forward the whole time. Yeah. And so now you're playing sort of uh, um, the lackey for Ryan McLaughlin on the right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a completely a completely new role, as you said. So there's different sets of challenges completely. 
Yeah. It's one, play as a front three. We don't play me and Arthur as actual wingers. We play a bit narrower. So it's not worlds away from being a striker, but it is still a different role in terms of defensive work. Yeah. And uh, you were saying, you were saying sit through gritty teeth. Oh yeah, I really enjoy that bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't mind it. If we're, if we're, if we're solid, then it's enjoyable. If we're getting run ragged, I'm chasing back to the byline, the the end line and everything, then it's not so enjoyable. But when we're solid, it's good. Right, that's that's my nice questions out of the way. Joel's going to get his list out now and uh, get a bit more serious. <laughs> no, no I, I think he makes me seem pretty terrifying, but I think so far you might have worked out I'm actually not very scary at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll start with you, Ryan, obviously, because you've got uh, you've got a hell of a media portfolio, obviously with with, with kind of the, <laughs> the, the Twitch stuff and, and uh, LFC TV, so and your podcast as well. So with that kind of thing, uh, is that kind of something you kind of see? Is, how much of it is it something that you're kind of doing for fun? But also, how much how much is it something that you're thinking this might be a route for me to go down when I do eventually retire from playing? Yeah, that's like it's it's something I've always enjoyed doing. Like I'm a big lover of boxing i love boxing and um i just remember like i was just always writing in my group chat so when a good big boxing fights were on i was always be, would always be discussing it and i was like why don't we just do a podcast because i'm quite friendly with a few boxers and i was like we can get them on as our guests at the start and then just grow it and then it's ended up working out well we ended up getting the likes of eddie hearn and that on which has been great for us so we've got our second season coming um this year but and obviously, I've got the LFC TV stuff and that as well. But my main priority is football at the minute. Obviously, I'm only, I've only turned 27, so I've got a few years left of me, I like to think, for football. And that's my main priority. That's what I love the most. And um, that's the stuff that's, that I do in my spare time. But then, obviously, for after football, you obviously have got short careers. We're not blessed to be on the money that Joe sorts you out for after football. So it's just little things I got there, you know, for, for when you do finish playing as something that's like a passion because. Sometimes, obviously, a lot of people don't get to say that they love their job, and obviously, we're we, us footballers are very lucky. But then there are other loves, and there are other things I love to do. So um, that would be lucky for me if I was able to do that after football. What about what about singing? Well, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I could have probably made that as well. Probably could have probably made a professional singer as well. But um, I, I said I've already clocked it at life. I've always sang in front of fifty thousand on Twitter. So don't know if I can do any better than that now. Was, I know, yeah, that was that was quite something looking at who people were <laughs> listening as well. You up there with Declan Rice that, time. That, that was fantastic because first of all, first of all, when we were listening to it, I was in end A in disbelief that oh my god, look who this is. And I played it, I played it live to me to my wife, and she was like, I don't care who he is, he can sing. <laughs> <laughs> So what? I went on I went on it the night before. I was watching it and now all my mates were messaging me because I know like like all I do is sing like for for the crack and they were like, Oh, you need to get on it and sing. And I was like, There's forty five thousand heads in this. And then I was like, I have a match against Charlton tomorrow night. Like I can't be sitting on Twitter singing in front of forty five thousand, like the gaffer's gonna kill me. And um they're like, just do it, just do it honestly. It's only ha- it's only thirty seconds, like it's not gonna affect your performance tomorrow. I was like, right. So I went on and done it and I went down on real and then we ended up having a good performance and Decent result against Charlton. Ended up drawing two each. I was like, lads, let's just get on it again. We're on it. We're on a bit of a high. I was like, let's get all the lads on. So my car school. I'm in a car school with Greg Lee, Shane McLaughlin, Ryan Delaney, Ryan Cooney, and I was like, may as well just get on it. Come on, we'll do it. So um, I messaged the guy going get us back on, and um, yeah, we've done it. And it, to be fair, we we stole the show until Declan Rice come on, and then he sang "Race, Race, Baby," and I was like, so selfish. What I mean, taking our limelight. <laughs> Well, oh, really? <laughs> I was impressed. I thought you smashed it, mate. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it too. And I've got a music degree, so I can definitely say well done. Now we're in. <laughs> so, you, can bring, you can bring your instruments if you want. Uh, yeah, I'll come on. I'll, I'll bring my drum kit. I'll we'll have a little jam. <laughs> but uh, back on the football then. But uh, so obviously, I, I was reading uh, an interview you did in the in the uh, before the Spurs game with the uh, I think it was the the, the fella for the Athletic. At, uh, was it James Pierce? Is it? Sam Hughes, uh, I think it was. Sorry, yeah, Sam Hughes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, and in that, I read that you, you actually had a, a contract offer from Wrexham over the summer, and then I thought it was quite interesting that that you turned it down because I, I guess that kind of shows that you you've got a kind of certain determination to try and play at as high a level as possible, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a few contract offers through the summer, um, and some some were good, obviously good financially in that, but they were in lower leagues, and obviously Wrexham was one of them. Um, they they were in the national league, and I just felt like I had a really good end this season with Rochdale last season in League One, and I thought like obviously I knew I could play in League One, and um, had a few had a few uh, sniffs and interests from um, a few clubs there, and then. Uh, the gaffer at Morecambe, he messaged me and then rang me, and um, he obviously sold, he said about the club and all. And I, I've worked with a gaffer before, and I feel like he does bring the best out in me. So I was like, yeah, definitely. So I come over. Obviously, I didn't have a preseason, so I was thinking that I wouldn't be um, straight in. I'd be just probably first month just giving me sort of fitness and that. But um, no, the gaffer showed a good bit of trust in me by putting me in sort of within a week or two. And um, no, obviously I've sort of been um been very fortunate to have that belief from the manager. So no, I, I really enjoyed here also. So I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, so actually I was that was kind of leads on to my next question. Obviously you've got quite a long standing relationship with with the manager. So does that kind of start from kind of Northern Ireland youth level or does it start when he signed you at Oldham? Um no it started he was he was like the Northern Ireland under seventeen manager and then he was the nineteens and then twenty ones and I think I was with him on the under 19s and the 21s and then he got his first manager's job at Oldham and he he's um he came in for me there and like I enjoyed that under him um yeah so I enjoyed that under him and I've, I kept in contact um with him obviously he went to Motherwell and that but I, I I preferred probably staying in England and um then obviously he got the Morecambe job and then Kept an eye obviously on the on the results. I was looking at obviously a lot of the highlights, the games against Ipswich and all. And I was obviously very impressed with how well it done. I was like, who's that curly head striker up top scoring all these goals, <laughs> <laughs> running around everyone? But um, yeah, so no, I was more than delighted to, to come here when he when he rang me. And finally, just uh, on kind of positions, obviously you've you've had a bit of a shift in position a few times at uh, right centre back. So what what's that like being adjusted adjusting to that new position? Yeah, I've never played there in my life, um, and um, obviously we had a few injuries. Obviously Scott Wooten got in, got injured, and I'm probably, I'm not the not the the tallest centre half in the world. So when he when he said to be playing there, I was I was like I'll I'll obviously do a job for the team if that's where you need me to play. I'll play there and. Um, yeah, obviously, sometimes it can be difficult when you're up against teams that are obviously very direct. When they've only got their tallest striker, they're looking to see who's the smallest person in the back line and just come and walk over to me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I end up having about seven head injuries a game. But uh, yeah, so but no, I enjoy like if I mean obviously my my favorite position is right wing back or right back. But um, no, I I do that for the team and obviously the gaffers put me there. He he, he seems to like to like me there as well. But um. I think I'm really probably more just filling a hole in there until um, he obviously has his preferred back three. But I don't think I, I don't think I'd be in it as a, a five foot four um, centre half. At least we're not playing a team with really tall tall centre forwards on sideline. Oh, no, <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, if I see Akin Pamela pulling on to me and I'm playing yeah. right centre half. That somebody vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done myself at this justice. Or I'm five ten. <laughs> You'll tower above Sam Vokes then. Yeah, yeah. shrinking violently he is. But hey, moving on to moving on to Jonah now. I, I was gonna the first thing I was gonna ask was about kind of having your your big move, kind of like this contract in Morecambe. Obviously, it's a big move up north after after spending most of your career down south, and that's sort of true. But I noticed actually looking into your career, you've, you've actually had a couple of loan spells in Ireland. Yeah. So what was that like kind of going over there? I think um, it was the at the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was at Brighton at the time, and the opportunity came to go out to Sligo Rovers, which is similar to Morecambe, like northwest of Ireland, far away from home. And I was good. It's uh, it was an enjoyable experience. I spent the first half of the season at Sligo, and then the second half I went to Galway. I only managed, I think, four games before. Uh, broke my leg quite badly and had to come back over to Brighton to rehab that. So yeah, but with obviously the, this kind of move up north that you've had then, yeah. how has that been kind of, obviously those moves to Ireland, obviously it's a long way to Ireland, but it's only on loan you're coming back, but kind of yeah. it's quite, with, with it being a two-year contract as well, what was that like kind of making that big move? Um, no, it was a no-brainer to be honest. 
the um the gaffer had been in contact with my agent before the move had come about to Morecambe and uh as soon as he knew that I was available to come up he was on the phone to me non-stop until I, till I'd agreed to come so having a manager that wants you there that much and is is backing your ability and wants you to be in the building is good so it was an easy easy decision so, so I guess kind of going from that, was there? Did you ever have kind of any kind of prior relationship with with the manager beforehand, or was it just that he kind of scouted you a bit and then he's kind of getting in on your phone and trying to get you the sales pitch? Yeah, not directly, but my agent knew him and had spoken to him before, and he he vouched for him as well. So when I did get around to speaking to him, I already had a bit of background on him, and all the conversations went really well. So it was easy to do. Yeah, so uh, I, I was going to ask about playing centre forward and playing the wing, but that's been covered quite a bit already, actually. So. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry he stole your thunder. I know, yeah, he stole my thunder there, Freeze. But uh, going on to your kind of you, you, back to your time down at Brighton, and then what what were you what you were doing around there? Obviously, you, you played quite a lot on non-league stuff. So, what yeah. when you're kind of developing as a young player, what the kind of what, what's it like developing in under twenty three setting compared to kind of developing in a, in a, in a kind of non-league football setting? I'd say the 23s is kind of like a bubble where there's no real pressure because you're there. The majority of people are signing like two or three year deals. You're playing 23s games where the result obviously matters, but in reality, it doesn't. Like you're not going to, there's going to be no repercussions of it. And then coming out of that setup, going into non league where people are signing contracts but obviously the money involved it doesn't take much for a contract to just be scrapped so really you're playing every week like to survive which was good it was a wake-up call Sutton Sutton was in the right season I was still coming back from an injury then but it was people were in and out the door non-stop so you really got to perform otherwise you're just going to be out and if you don't perform at those levels like there's nowhere to go really there's nowhere to go I suppose as well uh, I imagine as uh, a young forward who's got a few skills uh, people quite like giving you a bit of a kick in non-league as well yeah that's something you gotta you gotta avoid those sort of tackles and any sort of injuries in non-league because obviously the physios and rehab aren't up to the level that they would be in in league one so you've got to make sure you avoid that sort of thing yeah and Kind of find you just kind of going talking about injuries actually. Um, obviously, after the Blackburn game, you had you had that kind of knee injury, and coming after that Blackburn game, I, I imagine because that was your, your first competitive start, and you'd yeah. you'd made quite a big impact. You'd set up Cole's goal, and you know you you had, you had a really good game in that one. And then to kind of get the uh, the injury that put you out for quite a while, how frustrating was that to kind of get that that time? I know, yeah. And we'd had, I'd had such a, a tough summer. Like I'd said to myself, I'm going to come back in unbelievable shape. So I'd literally trained the entire summer at a camp and then come back, had a tough pre-season Bristol Rovers and caught the back end of the Morecambe pre-season. So I was feeling physically I was in a good place. And uh, then to come in after the game, I was thinking, because I did it around 70 minutes into the game, I managed to get through the other 20 plus added. I was thinking there's no way it can be that serious and then ended up going for a scan the day after. And I remember Farney ringing me and he's like, yeah, it's, it's not good news. It's going to be originally, I think he said six months because of where the, the fracture was. But then it turns out they could do a different operation just to get the bone straight out, which meant it was only, how long was it? About two, two months two, just over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was, it was 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 in good shape, and then when you get an injury like that, you're literally going back to block, back to block one, basically with fitness and sharpness. You do keep finding pretty busy, don't you, really? Pretty... I know, yeah. <laughs> do you do best finding impression out of Ryan and uh, Jonah? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you want stockers? You want stockers for that? Yeah. Ryan keeps finally busy during the games. Whereas yeah. Jonah, it's off the pitch. <laughs> you know what? Forty slags my hurling every day, so that's why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. 
uh, I'll notice that you know when you when you're always down, you're always far away as possible from Fanny to get him to run. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and it just he just comes over to me and he just he just knows he's like, "Are you bad in time? Or are you injured?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he, he's obviously he's a good he's a good laugh, Fanny. I don't know, obviously he's a, he's a probably. I think all oh, you'll probably have met him, like, but yeah, he's a good laugh, like, so no, he's good to, he's good to have around. He's he's been on here giving us wine advice. Has he? <laughs> well, it doesn't surprise me. No, and that and horse racing tips. Oh yeah, <laughs> he loves the horses. Huh? I'll be going to him. For, I'll be going to him during Cheltenham then. Yeah. Do. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I wanted to ask, which I did forget actually, Jonah. Uh, was that obviously uh, <laughs> reading your history and uh, I need to discuss being in the school's bobsleigh team. What's, what's that about? <laughs> so I think I think it was in year 11. We had a guy join the like committee at school who had a history with the GB bobsleigh. And he's come in and he's he's said they've got an opportunity for a few students to go out and compete in the, it's like um, all the British teams compete in like a games, not serious one, but just all the teams get together. So GB one, two, three, four, all the, um, yeah. all the bobsleigh teams get together. And he said, obviously there's a profile for being good in bobsleigh, which is big, heavy and quick. Mm. So we, we held trials at school, some girls, some boys and managed to, Managed to come out on top with another guy and another girl. So we went to Austria and we were there for, uh, I think, three or four days. And we got the GB4 driver, I think, to take it. And then there was three of us in the back. We obviously did the push start, jump in, and then go down to the wall. pretty cool for you. You thought it was going to be taking the pitch out, but that's actually quite cool. <laughs> so it's, so it's a crazy experience, honestly, yeah. The mad one. That is that is fantastic. That was. Uh, I'm glad I asked that now. <laughs> I thought it was a strange thing to put on there, and I'm like, there's got to be a story there. And obviously, it was no. Me. That's it. Yeah. And I ended up after that, ended up trying out for the actual GB team at my age, but didn't make it. They're all. Uh, most of the people who go there are ex sprinters who just put on a load of bulk, and then, yeah. That's the sort of athletes that are there, so I didn't get into that. And just just as a matter of interest, I just when obviously answering uh, Joel's questions, it, it sort of all it sort of all fits into place now. That uh, you, you went on loan to Ireland. Uh, so first of all, if Jack Charlton was still in charge, you'd be on an Irish passport as well, I think, Jonah. And secondly, <laughs> that's why the gaffer signed you because he has all these scouts in Ireland, Ireland, doesn't he? So <laughs> that's why you're here. It makes sense now. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of Irish in Morecambe now. We're taking over. I know, <laughs> I know we've had most of you on the blooming programme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you done, Joel? Yes, no, that's all great. Thank you very much, guys. All You're right, no fun. worries. Uh, Charlie, uh, come to you uh, for some uh, a boardroom update, but also uh, just a, just a, a commentate on the... Uh, the the, the the average crowds came out this week and obviously we're, we're, we're quite higher than I thought we'd be and the club are going to be pleased with that, surely. Yeah, the time was 4,000, as you know, and the thing, what was it? What was the, what was the average phone figure? 1,300 uh, or something? Yeah, something like that. It's, uh, yeah. It was, and there was 5,300, obviously, Wigan brought. 5,259 on Tuesday, so that was good. Oh, which is great. Um, a lot of pie sold, lots of gravy. Um, but um, you know, in all seriousness, it just shows how good the season ticket off we put together will be. Hopefully, we can do it again next year. Try and generate the crowds to cheer on, cheer on the lads in League One, maybe the Championship. Um, but um, yeah, we're just really pleased the way it's going. Hope that you know, like Ryan was saying before, we've got the confidence, we've got the games coming up. We need to stick together and keep keep cheering each other on on and off the pitch, and try and keep those crowds up, keep the revenue up, and. Uh, Try and make a few more signings in the next. Uh, how many days have we got left? Twelve, thirteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. We've got uh, so. And I was going to come on to that. The next thing, and obviously, uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but uh, Usman Usmani uh, is that because I, I think we've got a Farni already, so I'm going to say Farni. But uh, he he was on the subs bench the other night. He's a unit, isn't he, lads? Plumbing neck. 
<laughs> he is. He's been he's been taking chunks out of people in training already. I was with him at Oldham. Um and to be fair, he done a he done a brilliant job for us. He's like the gaffer said, um he's he's a his main sort of game is like tackling and breaking up play and making making the game horrible for the other the other team and um yeah, I always stay away from him in training. That's what I said. I said he's will learn quickly to just stay away and let, just uh, don't don't be dribbling anywhere near him. I I saw him warming up at half time, and I was thinking he looks like uh, he could play number eight at rugby union for England. Blooming like, <laughs> he's enormous, but a great signing, Charlie. Yeah, well, Jeff is happy about it. He has signed him before. He will look for two or three more um, in the next few days, and uh, hopefully uh, Martin and. Uh, Jeff will time down to strengthen the squad for the next 20 games. A couple of things Ben wanted me to mention. First of all, there's a walk-in at vaccination centre at the Wickham game. Yep. If anyone's not uh, been triple, triple vaccinated, you can get done at the game whilst eating a pint. So have happy days. <laughs> and, um, the second thing was there's the new, the new club shop website's going online in two weeks' time. Um, everyone's worked really hard on it. I know the pre- previous offering's been pretty bad budget, but... Um, that's part of the three-year plan to re- revolutionise and modernise everything in the club. So the online club shop will be able to buy everything within a much more efficient manner. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, that is a positive because I, I know lots of people have been, uh, you know, coming online and saying, oh, I'm struggling to get this and I'm struggling to get that. So I think it's probably been long overdue, that, Charlie, hasn't it? certainly has. As a, as a board, we'll know I'm a big, big advocate of it. And finally, uh, we want to talk about what's going to happen this weekend. We touched on it uh, earlier. Um, we've got Wickham coming. Uh, that was, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it, because obviously the, the Wimbledon game when we played at home was 4-3 and really open. And down at Wickham, it was 4-3 and really open. So are we in for another Wimbledon, Joel? <laughs> Very possibly, you know, with our kind of tight we've been at the bat. But to be, actually, I went and watched the... Wickham play at Bolton the other week, actually. Uh, last, I think it was last Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, they, to be honest, I, I, I thought they, they weren't quite as impressive as I thought they were going to be. I, I don't want to say that too with too much kind of vigour because I'll definitely curse us if I say it too, uh, too strongly. But, yeah, but they're, they're, at the end of the day, they're, they're very, very effective. If they go ahead in the game, it's not going to be a very fun watch if you're in the opposition because they know how to kill a game and slow things down and kind of grind you down. They have got, you know, some big lads at the back, big lads up top as well. Obviously, Vokes, really good target man. Uh, I was really impressed with Brandon Hanlon. I thought he did a really good job. Gareth McCleary, always going to be a threat. So, you know, and with the, with, with the manager situation as well, obviously, Ainsworth, he's been there for a really long time. And in those situations, you do have kind of time to kind of really implement your kind of way of doing things in the club and you, and you can definitely see that playing against a team like Wigan but uh, Wigan sorry but yeah at the same time if we play as well as we do did against uh, Wigan on Tuesday then there's a very good chance that we'll get at least a point if not a win from it I think I mean I could be wrong both Ryan and Jonah and Charlie I could be wrong but we, the way we we chased down the uh, the second ball uh, and the way we competed with Wigan, we did force them to probably go a little bit more longer than they were used to on Tuesday night. That's probably not going to be the case with Wickham, is it? I think they, they do what they do very, very well. They get it to the full-backs, uh, they'll, they'll get it to the forwards quickly, and their midfield will follow up. Uh, so presumably you've been doing lots of work on that this week. Yeah, I mean, they were played against them before. They're probably the most direct team I've probably ever ever played against you know their keeper's got a a very long kick on him too so um he could probably be shelling it in the our box at times from his own box he's it's that long um but yeah they're like you said they're very effective in what to do they've got some great players um especially in the middle like like you said McCleary and that he can run off and um sort of try and get on second balls so you know we obviously had a very good first half and um we can take confidence in what way we've We've played against them before and the way that we've been quite recently, we're, we're going in that game um, wanting to get and expecting to get three points. That's the way we're, we need to approach every game now. And um, no, I'm confident we can, if we keep showing the same attitude, the same desire and then the same ability on the ball that we've been shown, um, we, could, we can beat anyone in the league. 
Jonah will be marking Jacobson by you, Jonah, on, on the Saturday. I'm not sure who I'll be. I usually get, usually get one of the bigger ones. So. <laughs> the, the, the left back, running, running, running down the wing. Oh, yeah. He's got Sean men on his ring. <laughs> I'll be tracking him. <laughs> tracking, well, he's, tracking, he's playing left centre-back for them at the minute, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was getting... Bolton brought on the young lad they've just got on loan from Fulham, and he was taking him apart, so... There's opportunity there to be had. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll go into it full of confidence. We know if we can play to the to the top of our game, we'll give them a great game and got every chance of beating them. So, and uh, let, let's just hope that uh, uh, the the, uh, the officials are actually taking heed of what actually happens here. Because <laughs> uh, as I repeat, five thousand three hundred people there the other night, and everybody saw what happened, but. But three people who matter, unfortunately. But there you go. Um, so I'll come finally to um, the trust, and uh, we've got we've, we're, the trust running a few coaches. There's a, a coach to Aki, and there's a coach to Sheffield Wednesday, I believe, Joel. Yeah, although I believe it's just been announced that the Accrington one is is full now. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because everybody wants to go and stand in that uh, lovely stadium of theirs. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, without, without a roof, but uh, no, it, yeah, it's, it'll be a good away day, Accrington. I'm sure you know lots well, of fun. Well, it always rains when we go. <laughs> it does always rain, and you know, and we haven't historically got a great record against them. But you know, now it's that time to start, you know, really changing that. Uh, but yeah, and then obviously we've got Sheffield Wednesday available. I don't think there's too many spaces left on that, so check Already? online. But yeah, it's because we're a massive club playing against other massive clubs. So what, what can you really expect? You know, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, looking forward to that one as well. And obviously, we've had the, the. I mean, I'm sure most people knew about it already, but obviously, we've done the kind of handing over of the check for uh, for for, for Cole shirt, which is really nice. And hopefully, we've uh, given him a bit uh, a bit more kind of persuasion to stay in January. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll gun the trust from Charlie staying tight lipped on that. <laughs> Gaffer said, Gaffer said there's been no approaches so far, so that's it. Long may that continue. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it's been another uh, another entertaining evening. Thank you very, very much uh, to my guests, as always, uh, Joel and Charlie, for facilitating this. But a real pleasure to talk to both Jonah and Ryan. Thanks for coming on. I hope we haven't scared you off too much in that uh, when, we've, uh, when we've risen to... 15th in March, you'll come back on and tell us what a fantastic run and uh, run we've had and uh, how it was all down to you two. I'll, I'll come on with a paint if that's the case. So, Jonah will just have a half. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks very much, hey, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really entertaining. This has been Shrimpnet. Uh, I forget what episode this is now because I just lose, lose track completely. Uh, join us uh, next week, same time, when we will be chatting about the fantastic home win against Wickham Wanderers uh, and Jonah Young- Younger's hat-trick. Thanks for listening. Thank See you next week.